why am I doing this? What are my underlying beliefs? And that is what we, you know, that is what we all get to do. We all get to look at our underlying beliefs that are causing us to stay in these negative or toxic patterns and relationships. Um, and they all stem from your childhood. So I was, um, I actually learned, you know, a few years ago that our beliefs and behavior patterns are pretty much set by the time we're seven years old. So you've got to think about, well, what was happening in my, in my childhood before that? What was I learning about myself, about men or women, about relationships? What was my example that was set to me? Um, and how can I start changing these beliefs to really have a beautiful relationship and live an intentional life? I'm Victoria Dumay, your host of the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Fueled by Gratitude has the pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you are not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. Today, I have the pleasure of having Lizzie Tamorian on the podcast. She is a mindset and transformation coach. She's from London, England, and I absolutely loved having her on the podcast. Her accent is just absolutely beautiful. Um, She's also an expert in relationships, and she's here to talk to us today on what might be holding you back from finding a healthy relationship. She She gave so many amazing just tools and mindset. This is an episode you're definitely going to want to tune into. It gets really juicy around 10 to 12 minutes in, where she just really goes in explanation on how we may be unconsciously dating and how how we may be showing up unconsciously in our lives. This is perfect for those of us, obviously, um, that might be dating. Well, I say us, I'm not dating anymore. But for those of you who are listening, who are in the dating or like wanting to just have a healthy relationship and be more consciously showing up in your in your relationship, in your marriage, in your partnership. Also, for those of us who are parents, we want to know this information and really be able to guide our children so that they are making healthy decisions and choices in their dating-like experience in the future, whether you have young ones or teens, they're all gonna be dating. They're all gonna wanna find that perfect partner and mate. And we as parents wanna show up consciously for them to, so that they're not making some of the mistakes that we may have. So whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, a parent, this episode is for you. You're absolutely gonna love this interview with Lizzie Tamorian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. I'm super excited for today because I have Lizzie Tamorian. I hope I said that right. She's a mindset and transformation coach. She right now is living in Dubai, but she's from London, England, and I just love her energy. I love her beautiful British accent, which I told her before we hit record that I'm like, I had no idea that you were from England because your accent is just so beautiful. So I just wanted to take the time to introduce her, but she's going to come in here now and we're going to talk about relationships, um, whether you're consciously dating, unconsciously dating, and what might be holding you back from finding a healthy relationship. For many of you guys who are listening, a lot of my listeners are healing from divorce or they're in transition, they're single and dating, or this might not be 
for you, but it is for somebody that you know. So make sure to share this episode with somebody that this um, might, might get a lot of this episode. So Lizzie, thank you so much for your time and for saying yes to being a guest on the podcast. I just love your content. I love your energy. And I really feel that you can provide a lot of value to the listeners that are listening in today. So come on in and share a little bit, little bit more about who you are, the work you do, your passions, um, and yeah, just go ahead and say hi. <laughs> okay, well, hi, everyone. That was a beautiful introduction. And thank you for saying you like my voice. I've always thought I had a very monotone voice. So it's nice that to be appreciated. <laughs> um, no, I absolutely love your energy too. And I'm so glad that we're connecting for this podcast. Um, so I, I'm a coach, you know, mindset transformation coach. That's the title I go by, but I specialize in um, childhood trauma and how it holds us back from being in healthy relationships okay so I sort of grew up my experience growing up I had you know quite a lot of trauma I'd say you know there was an absent father there was abuse and I really grew up not having any clue what a healthy relationship was or how to conduct myself in a relationship and for so long I was unconsciously dating I was so concerned about if I was good enough if I was attractive enough I tolerated behaviors from people that you know didn't reflect what I really deserved or what I really desired but I settled for that because I didn't have the tools or the self-worth to think that I deserved more. Um, and this is why I'm sort of on this journey of, of coaching because I really feel like I want to share all the tools that I learned because at one point I really thought I was incapable of being in a healthy relationship. I really didn't think that I would ever be able to feel secure and safe with a man because I never experienced that feeling before. And now that I do, and I'm with this amazing partner and like, he's honestly anything I could, you know, wish for. We have our, you know, ups and downs as everyone does, but how I feel in the relationship is how I always dreamed of being. And I really want to help other women be able to get to that point where they can say, I know this is what I want and this is what I deserve and start being intentional about who they're dating and what that, what value they want the person they're dating to add to their lives. I love that. And you mentioned one thing and that was unconsciously dating. You mentioned that there was a time in your life that you were unconscious. What, how, let's define that for someone who's listening. Maybe they've never even heard of like the levels of consciousness, right? We all know that yeah. there's like comp conscience competent. There's the unconscious competent. There's the consciously incompetent. And there's all these things. And I know that this is something that I say that like, there's a lot of people that are going yeah. through the hamster by very living very unconscious right yeah. in their program indoctrination so what does it mean to be unconsciously dating how would you describe that so I for, for my personal experience and from what I've seen with other women I would describe it as just not having a clear understanding and having clarity about what you want from a relationship and what you want from a partner okay so we sort of jump into things thinking you know oh this person really likes me and they're attractive and there's great chemistry but we don't really think about, okay, what qualities does this partner have that is really going to add value to my life? It's actually going to make me a better person because a healthy relationship should always add value and it should always bring out the best in you. And that sounds very cliche, but it's, it's actually true. If someone is bringing out all of your worst traits all the time, then that person isn't good for you, okay? So a healthy relationship is gonna bring out the best in you. It's gonna challenge you to be a better person. It's gonna make you think about your own behaviors and patterns, you know, if you have that self-awareness. So unconsciously dating to me is just not having the clarity to really sit down and think, okay, 
what are my deal breakers? Okay, so we might, for example, want someone who um, doesn't drink a lot because we're, we don't drink a lot, but then we might meet someone who does and then we start to sort of bend and I call it pretzel when you sort of like put yourself into a shape for someone else. And we sort of start changing our beliefs even just so slightly. And that slight change in belief and letting those certain behaviors that we don't want in our lives creep into our life, that can throw our lives off on a whole different trajectory. Just from like 1% not being, you know, fully aligned, it can throw our lives off completely in five years time to someone that we don't even want to be because we've settled for something that we didn't actually want or didn't align with us. And it's really getting clear about, about what you want and being intentional. And I think a lot of us are scared, especially when we get to a certain age, that oh, I'm, t- I'm too old now, I need, I-, I need to make sure that like, I'm keeping my options open and I'm like, you know, dipping into a big fish pond, I can't limit my options. But actually, the more limited you are, the better it is. Because you, like, the smaller the pool is, the better, because then you're only going to meet people who are actually fully aligned with you. So you need to get in tune with yourself and what you want and have clarity about what you want someone to bring to your life. Otherwise, you're going to go through just doing the same things and, you know, going over the same behaviors, making the same mistakes potentially, and just not being clear and intentional about what you want. Yeah, and I love that. And I know that you also started by saying that, you know, there that you help people do trauma work, like the inner child, the inner child trauma work. And there's a big T trauma, there's little T traumas. And sometimes people think that they have an idea of what trauma is. They think mm. they always like these big things like a death or abuse or yeah. oh, sexual abuse. And it's not always that the case. And I think I wanted to kind of add a little bit to what you're saying about the unconscious yeah. dating is that, yes, there's a little bit of um, you, you, like you said, you, you want to make sure there's clarity on what, like where you're not, you know, um, giving up or you're, where you're not setting boundaries or you're getting in a misalignment. Yeah relationship that you stick to what you know your values are and yeah. that you're not bending that but there's also the part of where you have to go inside and and yeah. be aware of where you in the past might have created certain patterns in relationships and that where there's a part of you that was attracting a certain type mm-hmm. of men or women into your life that was kind of feeding uh, a traumatic version of you like a trauma yeah of you um, that also created a response in you that we call survival mechanism, right? And so they're kind of almost like coming in to feel some feel some type of lack of safety, or maybe it does feel like home, but home was chaos, home was emotional abuse or not emotionally available people. So I know this can get layers deep. So I kind of wanted to piggyback on a little bit of what you were saying about like what unconscious dating does seem like. And I also love that you mentioned that there's that you have to make decisions that have an intention, you know, like there. So I love that you mentioned the word intention because I believe that we should always wake up with an intention, right? We should wake up with an intention for the day. When you're reading something, there should be an intention. When you're engaging in something, there should be an intention. There's just more power. You get better results in life when you set an intention. It, it dictates your decision-making. So tell me a little bit more about your history and how you got into this work. I know you mentioned a little bit about some abuse and like, you know, the little bit of toxic things that happened in your life that shook you, that, that obviously rocked your life. 
but what was the pivotal moment where you became more conscious, where you got into safety and created the work energetically, spiritually, all the work that you do to be able to be in a healthy relationship today? Like what, mm -hmm. what's the story behind that? So um, I, there was a long history, probably since around I was 20 years old. I, I was a bit of a late bloomer in dating. I never really understood I, I never had I never thought I was attractive I never had confidence to date so it was a long history of sort of like on off things of guys sort of you know not feeling like fully respected and this went on for probably around seven years and then around three years ago um actually it was around four years ago I um, was sort of casually seeing this guy who, you know, we got on really well. He respected me. I respected him. We had a great time together. And I was like, this is it. You know, he's just going to fall in love with me. That's what happens in the movies, right? You know, like th this is this is the one, you know, I like him. He likes me. And then he it ended inevitably looking back now. And he got into a relationship, a serious relationship really quickly after. And I was like, okay. I, there is something I am doing here. And what I think is great is when we can take things like this and everyone should always look at themselves on some level and think, okay, what is my part to play in this? Even if you feel as if you've done nothing wrong or you're a victim, there is always something, even if it's just staying in the wrong relationship, there is always some part to play. And you get to ask yourself, okay, well, why did I say yes when I should have said, said no? Why did I say when I shouldn't have, you know? And for me, I was like, why didn't, I wasn't honest about what I really wanted. And this is where I started thinking about being intentional because I just thought it would just happen. It would just fall into place. We were just going to fall in love. And when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that doesn't happen. Obviously, the movies are wrong. Um, and that's how I, I never had a, you know, a healthy relationship growing up to, to look at. So I never understood. And then I realized, okay, well, the reason this is happening, Lizzie, is because you're not being honest and intentional about what you want. You're acting like you're, ha you're fine with the casual cool girl situation when you're not, and you're getting hurt. And for me, it was a case of, I thought I would get less hurt if I had one foot in, one foot out, but I still got just as hurt because I still felt rejected time and time again. And I was like, I need to change something about my patterns and my behaviors because it's the same thing happening just with different guys. You know, I know they like me, but they almost get, they almost just don't give me the respect I deserve because I'm not giving myself the respect I deserve. If I'm not standing up and saying, this is what I want, this is who I am, and I'm not going to settle for less, then people are going to meet you at your level. And they're going to say, cool, you're happy with a casual relationship, let's do it. And I was like, okay, I need to get intentional. So I invested, you know, a lot of money into coaching courses, um, online courses, books, all of these things to really, and I had a, like an online coach for um, a, a few months and I really got into the depths of why am I doing this? What are my underlying beliefs? And that is what we, you know, that is what we all get to do. We all get to look at our underlying beliefs that are causing us to stay in these negative or toxic patterns and relationships. Um, and they all stem from your childhood. So I was, um, I actually learned, you know, a few years ago that our beliefs and behavior patterns are pretty much set by the time we're seven years old. So you've got to think about, well, what was happening in my, in my childhood before that? What was I learning about myself, about men or women, about relationships? What was my example that was set to me? 
Um, and how can I start changing these beliefs to really have a beautiful relationship and live an intentional life? I love that. Yes. Okay. We could go so deep with everything that you just said. (laughs) And because, you know, I agree with you in so many aspects, because I think that like what you going back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about like how when you really get to do this clarity work and when you get to really truly define, you go down to the core beliefs that you have about women, about men, about love, about relationships, you get so much more of that intentional, um, alignment of what you now know okay I know what I want to attract into my life you Mm -hmm. have that definition then the pool like you said the pool gets kind of more narrow right like it gets more the men pool go down to less and that's where you want to be right now you're just not just becoming available for all these type of different people you have more clarity and now you're more in tune you're going to attract the type of men that you would only want to date because they kind of meet those those like those qualifiers like you said those like you know the intentional um non-negotiables right and then you don't need to date all these people you have more clarity about the type of men and then that pool gets less and I always say that there's this misconception that you have to date all these different men have experience with all these different men or women like to know who the one is no like if you already have those standards you have that clarity and you know what had come in between in the past and who you were being going back to what you just clearly defined here is like, who are you being right? Taking responsibility of who you were and what beliefs you may have had in the past that created sabotage in the relationships and the dating and then attracted the wrong type of men taking responsibility. I don't know if you use that word, but really it's just taking responsibility of the role that you were playing in those past relationships. And then you adjusting, you getting in the alignment and your truth of what you expect and want back. Right. And then boom, becoming a match to attracting that. And I love that. I love that you mentioned all of that because, you know, I did a podcast interview with a a person that was in family law and she has so much experience uh, dealing with divorce. And one of the things that triggers a lot of women or even men is when we say, cause I agreed with her is that we have to say, no matter what happened in the relationship that caused it to fail, we still have to take a responsibility that, that we played a role in the failure of that relationship. Even if it was the person who did you wrong, even if the person cheated on you, you have to look and say, how did I take a role in this relationship and the failure of this relationship? And who was I that got in this type of relationship to begin with? What did I not, what boundaries did I not set? What expectations did I not meet that allowed this person to, to show up in the way that they did and then do what they did? Because we all play a, a play a role in that. So I love that you bring awareness to that and that you brought that up and you were like, hey, take responsibility and be like, okay, if I'm experiencing the same type of relationships and the same type of dating and these type of men, well, how how am I being, you know, how who am I being? Like who what's a responsibility I need to take? And that is again going back, is that's when you take conscience awareness of your, of the relationships, right? And now you go from unconsciously living to consciously living in the relationships. So what, I wanna go back to, you saw that there was some misalignment. You saw that the relationships that you were dating or that you were, the dating world for you and the relationship world with you was just not working. You hired coaches, you started going to the in-depth work. 
what was kind of like that, what clicked in you? And for those who are listening right now that are finding themselves in this situation, what advice would you give? Where should they start? Like in what areas should they start? Is there, if, 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 is that kind of vague or like, could you guide them in like, what are some tools? Yeah, for sure. Cause um, I can literally remember what I was doing, where I was sitting and exactly the moment where it really clicked for me. And it was, it was locked down. It was March, 2020. And I was doing some, some homework from my coach and we, and I was sitting in my garden cause it was really sunny in England, which was strange. Um, and I was doing, um, so I was going through this process that is called better and it really gets to the bottom of your beliefs and how your beliefs actually are at the core of all the results you're getting. And I remember when I was doing this, there was like a click and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally why I've been getting these results this whole time. And it was also a moment of real empowerment because I was like, but I get to change this now, you know? And I didn't even realize I had limiting beliefs. I think it took me a long time to even accept that I'd been through trauma. I always was like, oh, it's fine. It's just, was no it was normal at the time. I'm fine, I'm fine. And it was around 26 that I actually thought mm, that wasn't right. You know, you're like, you need to address that this wasn't fine. So I think one, accepting that you have had trauma and um, acknowledging that is the first part. And then thinking what limiting beliefs you have formed due to that trauma. So I'll just talk you through Betdar real quick. And I think it, it's a, for me, it was like the best tool and it was the catalyst for everything else. So you sit and you write down. So Betdar stands for beliefs, um, emotions, thoughts, um, decisions, actions, results. So you sit and you really get to the core. Okay, so what is my belief? So my struggle was relationships with men. So I had to write down what was my core belief about men. And at the time, my core belief was all men will cheat. All men will hurt me in some way. And um, they will leave me for someone, you know, someone else. So that, that was my thought process. And my coach was like, but what is the belief underneath that? The belief was that I wasn't good enough. The belief was that I wasn't worthy or deserving of a, of, of a real true love that I desired. So that was my belief. My emotions linked to that, you know, sadness, you know, hopelessness, um, being deflated. My thoughts were, you know, there's no real point in going all in a relationship, which links to the fact that I was always only ever half in relationships, you know, I never fully went in with my heart because I didn't think that I was going to get that love back. Um, then that links to your decisions. Okay, well, my decisions are I'm not going to bother with relationships or I'm not going to, you know, be honest about what I want and who I am because men just aren't capable of that or I'm not worthy of that. Um, then your actions link to that. So my actions were dating unconsciously, going from different, you know, relationships, but doing the exact same actions. Um, and then my results were that I never found a real, true, intentional you know, beautiful relationship. And I looked at that and then the idea is that you have to then flip your core belief and you see how it changes the rest of, you know, that that course, that process. So you change your, your core belief to, I am so worthy and deserving of the love and relationship that I want and it will happen for me. And then you sort of write down the next parts and you see how it will change your results because then the results at the end are 
I will find that relationship because I've changed my my limiting belief. Um, and that was a real, that was the real sort of catalyst for my healing, I think, because I started to acknowledge that I had these limiting beliefs that I never knew I had before. And I started to realize that these were the things getting in the way of my results and only I could change it. Okay. So even though it was a scary, it was scary at first, because I was like, will I be able to change it? I had all these doubts. I was like, yeah, I can say that I'm worthy, but I still don't feel it. But when you do this work, you do start to feel it. And it's just a process. It's like a muscle. You don't go to the gym one time and get an amazing body. You go over and over again. And that's the same with flipping your beliefs. You do it every day. You live it. Even if you don't feel it, you live like you believe in yourself. And eventually you start to. Um, and I would also just, you know, real quick, like to explain certain limiting beliefs that a lot of us have and where they might come from. So for example, your limiting belief might be that your needs aren't important and you don't matter. And that usually comes from, like I said, it happens in our childhood, for, like from the age of seven, they're already solidified. So it usually comes from the fact that your parent or your caregiver didn't, didn't make you feel important on some level. It doesn't mean they were abusive. It doesn't mean that they fully neglected you. I had an amazing mom. I know she loved me, but I definitely felt emotionally neglect neglected at times. So it's really getting to that idea of like, okay, well, if, if my whole childhood, I never felt like my needs were heard. I never felt like I was seen. I never felt like I was important enough. Then I'm going to feel like that in an adult relationship. Okay. And it's really about realizing that's not your fault that that has happened to you or that you feel that way, but it's definitely your responsibility to flip it and realize that you are born worthy. There's nothing on this planet that can take away your worthiness. And you were born with it and you live with it and you just need to realize that. Oh my goodness. Can we just say that you just like draw, this is like worth thousands of dollars. Like what you, <laughs> what you I mean, listen, we might have to charge for this episode. No, that's okay. <laughs> because you gave an incredible formula, incredible system for reflection. And you guys, the bet dar, we'll put it in the show notes. It's something I never even knew there was an acronym for it, but I've been coached through the whole process. I just never heard of the, the bet dar acronym until you gave it to me the other day. And then now you just, just did an incredible job of explaining how that works. And you can work this backwards too. You can start from the bottom and up and say, okay, if I got these type of results, what type of decisions and actions did I probably do to get those results? And I, you know, I teach a method where I call it the 2.0 letter, where I have everyone write this letter from kind of the future. Like, okay, let's say it's a year from now, like what would you have wanted to manifest, you know, and then like write it as it like already happened. And then I teach like how to work backwards. So like if, if those, if you got those type of results like let's say right now we would ask everybody to write it like it's february 2024 and you're writing like what has manifested in the 2023 um so now you have this like results type letter which is the very last part of the bet dar right the results like what has manifested and then mm -hmm. we kind of backwards and this kind of the strategies that i teach in my cocoon challenge and the transformation challenge is okay we have the results now who were you who were the, who was the person that was, who were you being to get those type of results? Like what type of actions did you take? Right. And it's like the magic formula, like that letter is revealing to you exactly what you did to get those results because you kind of work backwards. And then what I teach is you go to your calendar and you map and you create the time blocks of when you read that book 
or when you took that action or like, you know, when you like strategic alignment, because, you know, as you know, there's the 5D world, which is like what we talk about, the shadow work, the energy work, the trauma work, the, the, all the energetic things that exist within ourselves, the spiritual work. But then there's the 3D aspect, which we got to start taking action on the things that we wish and desire. Right. So the Bedtar formula, guys, if you're listening, ladies, if you're listening, you need to write it down. It is a system that you can start with to create the clarity, to figure out believe what you believe. Now, I, I do want to go a little bit further with you on that before we end here is that it's the Bedtar starts with the belief. Now, would you agree that there's a lot of people maybe unclear of what their limiting belief or what their core belief is on? 100 percent this is this is um exactly how i was i had no idea what my limiting belief was it took me a few sessions with my coach and for him to be like but this you know you know thinking oh like my boyfriend's gonna cheat on me isn't a limiting belief that's that's a result of a limiting belief you know the limiting belief goes way past like way before that um so actually getting to the core of your limiting beliefs is you know one of the biggest like obstacles of the process because we don't always know what those are or where they've come from you know this is why I gave like a, a small example of you know your caregiver not not treating you as you're important that can show up as a limiting belief of my needs don't matter therefore I don't set boundaries in relationships therefore I'm you know always walked over in relationships you know so it definitely is hard to um, establish those those limiting beliefs yeah, and I and I think that's where the clarity work and working with a coach or um, even if it's self-coaching, but like to help you reveal where those blind spots are. I know that some some of the most money that I spent was going on to like really deep work and seminars and weekend seminars, long weekend seminars, doing that inner work of uncovering what was in my unconsciousness. Like there's the things that we don't know. There's the things that we know, but there's the things that we don't know that we don't know. And for many people, they may not know what their core belief is. Maybe they get an idea. Like you said, maybe their fears will help them though too, right? I always tell people like, if you, if you find yourself in a relationship where you are very mm-hmm. jealous, or like you don't trust the person or you fear, like you said, you fear that they're going to leave you. They're going to like cheat on you there. It's, it's showing you, it's signaling you what there is a core belief and something happened in childhood, whether it happened to you or you have, you witnessed it happening. To, it could have happened to your mother. It could have happened to people around you. Start seeing it in movies now that now that feeds into the programming of your core belief. So definitely, I I just I always encourage people to do some clarity work and like really sit and go deeper and deeper into that. And we could probably sit here for a lot more a time and, and hours on how we how we do that as coaches and how we help kind of unravel and reveal. Okay, the next question now is you know why right? Well, what why are you feeling that way or why are you not doing the things that you do, you know? And so it, this is great, great stuff. So I'm definitely going to want people to plug into you and see how you can help. Um, I do want you to share uh, in a little bit of how people can connect with you or just some more of your tips and advice, obviously follow you on your platforms. But before we wrap up here, do you have any other like, I, I mean, I feel like the, 
the Vetdar was just like, you know, the, the million dollar formula. You guys all should go and sit there and do that in your journal and reflection. Just think about like, what are my beliefs about money, about relationships, about womanhood? Because you could do this for all things, not just about in your dating world or relationships, but um, any other really cool tools like the Vetdar tools um, that you can share with the audience today on like how to really start um, stepping into healthy relationships or attract love and even maybe it's self-love maybe it's the relationship with themselves yeah um what i think is it what really helped me and what i think is super helpful for everyone is to understand your attachment style now i'm definitely someone who doesn't believe you should live by it but i think it is so important to be aware of it because I personally err on the side of being anxiously attached. So there's three main types of attachment. In fact, I would say, say four actually. Um, and the, the book Attached is a great book to read to, to get you know the basics of this, but it goes a lot deeper than that. But understanding your attachment style is really important because then you start to understand how you relate to other, with other people and how their attachment style might just not fit your attachment style. So that was another big moment for me when I was like, Okay, so I've realized, so there's three, so the four attachment styles, we have secure, which um, is where we all want to get to, you know, we all want to be securely attached, you know, we want to feel safe in a relationship, we don't want to be feeling that we're going to be left any minute, we want to get that security. There's anxious attachment, which is where you are very fearful um, of the other person abandoning you, that usually comes from abandonment issues as a child. There's avoidant, which is where people pull away and are scared of emotional intimacy. But if you look at avoiding and anxious, they both have a fear of, of the pain that love can bring. You know, even though they seem to be opposite, that, that core fear is actually the same. And then there's um, disorganized attachment, which is fearful avoidant, which is like a mix of fearful and anxious. So you want the closeness, but you push away and it's, you know, it's quite chaotic. Um, so it's really important to understand what your attachment style is because I definitely am more, sec I am secure now, but when I am triggered, I go straight into anxious and you have to be aware of that because I'm in a very safe, loving relationship, but there are still times of me and my partner where I, something will happen and I'll start to become um, fearful and anxious. And all of those feelings of like, he's going to leave me. He doesn't love me. I'm not good enough. Come back into play. And I have to, calm myself down because it's so easy in those moments to almost become toxic and start clinging or start wanting you know reassurance that's not a bad thing reassurance is a great thing but when you rely on it from your partner and you put that pressure on them then it can cause problems it's also when you become really anxious you also want to control because then you can have that person there and it's like I know that you're there and you're not with anyone else and all of these things can happen when you become very anxious so you if once you know your own attachment style you can start thinking okay I know that I'm anxiously attached. My partner hasn't done anything to trigger this and I need to now self-soothe, okay? So we need to be aware of what our triggers are and what they bring out in us to then be able to not let them um, sabotage our relationships. So I definitely think, you know, looking into your attachment style and understanding that. And there's also that element of like, if you are anxiously attached, you're probably not gonna work well with an avoidant attached person. You can, it can definitely be worked out, but there's going to be a lot more, you know, a lot more struggles and challenges along the way because you have two completely different needs in your relationship. Um, so understanding your attachment style is an amazing tip, I would say, to do that.
Oh my gosh. So good. I love it. So many good tips. So, okay. You have so much valuable content. I love, I love that we connected because I mean, Me too. I heal from my past relationships and become a lot more consciously aware about who I was being. And it, it wasn't easy going from 13 years with somebody, three kids, someone you love that you thought you were going to be with forever <laughs> and mm. then have from that and learn so much about how I played a role in that toxic mm. in a toxic way. You even mentioned like that if you're if you don't know about your attachment style, if you don't know your about your core beliefs or what happened in childhood that created all these things, you almost become a toxic version of yourself and you show up in yeah. a toxic, right? Like you said, like when you go into that anxiousness and that avoidant, there's a version of you that all that comes out that becomes toxic in your present relationship and can become self-sabotaging to the person that you're with when they don't even mean probably what you know they don't even mean to make you feel the way you're feeling it's kind of coming out into the insecurities that get triggered and those buttons those wounds kind of get pushed and I love that because I can see a lot of my friends today or even family members that are still unconsciously dating without doing the work and I can see how they are showing up as that toxic version um so okay so I want to plug everybody into you and the work that you do especially for those of you that are listening that are in dating or you today learned that, whoa, I have a little bit of work to do. I need to be more conscious awareness. How does someone begin to work with you? Um, Cause I, I would like to know so I can like send people your way because this is yeah, a, sure. I, I mean, I help in transformation I help in healing and manifestation, but you're, you spend a lot of time in this area. Um, how, how does it look like to work with you? And what are some ways that people can kind of plug in with you to get a little bit more information on what you share today? Yeah, so I have my Instagram page, which is at Evolving Woman. Um, and that is pretty new, um, but it's doing really well. And I sort of, there's a lot of tips and advice that I share on that, you know, through reels, through posts, through stories, lots of engagement on that. Um, I do one-to-one -one coaching. So through my Instagram, you know, I have my email address um, and all my links there to interact with me. Um, so I have a handful of clients at the minute and I would love to um, to help to reach more people. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, so one-to-one -one coaching with me, um, I do give a free discovery call. We will talk about what your goals are from coaching. And then you can see if you think I'm the right fit for you as your coach, because that is so important, you know? I don't just want to coach for the sake of it. I want to make sure that we're connecting and that you're going to fully get something out of our coaching sessions. I'm also in the process of making an online course that you'll be able to reach through my Instagram um, and create my own podcast as well, which I would love for you to be a guest on one day. That's awesome. All right. So yes, podcast is going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and just put that out there. You just got to make it happen. It's happening. <laughs> And oh my gosh, yes, definitely do like an online course or digital course. So some video modules, I think that it would really help people. I mean, just from what you shared about just learning the attachment style that that are and the actions that they can start taking um, towards really healing themselves and like learning their self, learning more about self-love. I have a lot of friends or clients that they you know, they go into the work, they do like, well, I'm doing the things like I'm, you know, I'm meditating and I'm journaling and I am, I'm doing all the things, but I still just don't feel it. Like I'm not feeling it. And so there's a yeah. the little 
deeper, maybe a deeper work, a little bit shadow work, uh, understanding of, I always say that it also always starts with self-love, but then self-love yeah. can get so clouded on like, what is really truly self-love? What does it mean to really love yourself, to respect yourself, to set those boundaries? Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's so many different phases that people find themselves in, in relationships. And some people are listening right now that have many years being single and some people just got single and, or, you know, or maybe even contemplating find, you know, leaving their toxic relationship to find a real healthy relationship, maybe, you know, whatever the case is. And I, I feel that no matter where you are in, in the stage of single dating, coming out, wanting to find a healthy relationship, there's always something that you can learn about yourself, right? There's always something that you can uncover and heal about yourself. So if you're listening, there's never, there's, growth is always expanding and there's always more to learn and to grow. And I have a person that believes in growth mindset. So you can never get enough growth, right? You can never have enough um, tools to expand your growth and become like the best version of yourself, right? So thank you, Lizzie, so much for your time. Uh, I hope everybody starts plugging in with you and thank I'm just you. grateful for, for the work that you do. I'm grateful for your story. I hope to, yes, be a guest on your podcast. I hope to have you back on for maybe like an episode two on, you know, more uh, deeper work in this area. And I know that this is just an area that a lot of people can benefit from, especially come post 2020. Like, let's be real. There's a lot mm -hmm. came out of 2020. People are struggling emotionally. Divorces happened. I don't even know what the divorce rate might even be post 2020, but I oh, know the circle of the networks I'm involved. I've seen a lot of separation and divorce or people that are in uh, therapy right now to try to heal their relationship. So I think that this is an area that can be helpful. And even if you are not single and you're married and you're in a healthy relationship, if you have children, I mean, I think a lot of what you just shared will help us really guide our children so that we can kind of be emotionally available for them so that they don't grow up to have unhealthy relationships. Right. And so what listening to this as a parent or a single person or someone healing from divorce, this is all beneficial information because you can plug this into all the aspects of your life. And I know that some of the things that you shared with me that I want to make sure that I can guide my children. I have three daughters. I don't want them to go into toxic relationships and to unhealthy relationships because I know that there's part of me that was unconsciously parenting from when they were young. And as mm. much as conscience work that it's affecting them. You know, I know that I'm still healing from certain things that my mother did that as an adult, I thought weren't a big deal. But then I realized that 14 version of me, it was a big deal for her. It may not be a big deal at 40, but it was a big deal at 14. And something happened mm. at that created a trauma response on how I showed up in my life today. And so I, as parents, if you're listening, be aware of how your behaviors, your life, your relationships are affecting your children because they're watching, they're paying attention. So I just kind of wanted to end with that. And I, again, mm -hmm. I'm super grateful for you and I can't wait for us to be back at this again. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend and also leave me a review wherever you are listening to this. I would love to hear some feedback as I am right now kind of rebranding the podcast and having a lot more intentionality with episodes and series. So I'm super excited to bring you that. So I would love your review and feedback. So please make sure to leave one. Check out 
victoriadumaid.com or fueledbygratitude.org for all of our current offerings. And also make sure to connect with us on the Connector group on Facebook. All of these links are in the show notes of the episode. We'd love to connect with you and share with you all the things that we have going on. New new events, new tools, new programs, new group courses, all available for you to be able to step into your highest self. So again, that you are living a life that you are thriving in and not just surviving. Thanks again for listening to an episode on the field by gratitude and we'll catch you next time.